right, guys, welcome back to Breaking Barriers, guys. I'm super excited today. As always, we have my man and our co-host, Sal Venture. What up, my man, Sal? What's up, everybody? Super happy to be on the show today. And we got my man, John fucking Marone here with us. John, listen, I don't know. I don't know how I could do. I know you right now. You got a lot going on. So, you know, you are a life coach. You know, you are a growth expert. Talk to us about, you know, talk to us about what you do. Yeah, absolutely, man. First off, it's a pleasure to be on the show, man. You guys are crushing the game. Uh, Obviously, you're from uh, the same area that I grew up in. So massive respect to getting away from some negativity and some drama that comes with that area. Just being 100% transparent and growing a business and growing people along the way. So it's a pleasure, man, to be on the show and, and uh, to go ahead and, and absolutely drop bombs on your guests today. But what I have going on is simple, man. It's helping people overcome adversity and dig into their own bullshit and become vulnerable, get comfortable being uncomfortable and set up tools and strategies to create the ultimate version of themselves in all six equities. See, a lot of times, man, we like live this unbalanced life, and it's all because we don't even understand what success looks like in all these different equities that create us as a human. Awesome. I would say we're not human beings, we're human becomings. And because of that, we need to every day progress to be better today than we were yesterday. So I'm doing it on different platforms. So I'm speaking on stages with people like Tony Robbins, Trent Shelton, um, Ed Milet, Eric Thomas, to my podcast where I'm interviewing people just like that to my coaching programs and my courses online. Awesome. John, super quick, can you tell everybody um, how, what, what and, and again, super quick, I'm trying to emphasize that, but can you tell everybody um, how what, what got you to this point, right? You weren't born uh, motivational with this type of mindset. So what was there anything in life that, that really caused you to like flip a switch and, and become this way or let everyone know, you know, why you're credible? Yeah, absolutely, man. It, to be the short of the short, it's simple. I was had addictive personality. I still do. So I was addicted to drugs, negativity, violence. I was depressed, uh, addicted to making bad decisions. And I started doing it at a young age. And it didn't really catch up to me until I made the one bad decision that put me behind bars. And I thought at that point, being locked up, you know, I would come out and I'd be a changed man and everything would be better. But that didn't really happen. Um, I got a little bit better. I met some people that helped me grow a little bit. But I still was very selfish, very stubborn. Look, dude, I'm Italian. I'm from Jersey. You guys know that means that's an absolute ingredient for what? Being stubborn, right? Being stubborn as hell. So, <laughs> you know, as I'm sitting there, I'm growing a little bit. I'm no longer addicted to drugs. I'm still addicted to materialistic things, even though I went from homeless to motel to condo. And I finally got my first house. And this is 2012. And when I say I got my first house, guys, I rented it, right? So I finally got my first house. Right. It was actually in Tom River on the Barrier Islands. Cool. And I remember getting it because it was October, like, 6th that I got it. And we got it. And then the next day, we went out to Baltimore to go see a Ravens game to see Ray Lewis's last um, regular seat or one of his last uh, games at the uh, MTT Stadium. And we go there and we come home. I'm so excited. We got this new house. We had that house for about two weeks. And the reason why is because, if everybody remembers, towards the end yeah, of October, yeah, we, we, we got hit by Hurricane Sandy. And because I was selfish, stubborn, I was like, you know what? We're going to stay put. We're safe. But I live by the Barrier Island. So yeah, yeah. We cornered with water, but it was voluntary. And I thought I can get through anything, right? I was untouchable. Right. Sure. And fast forward through that day, 
Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. We're playing Monopoly. I brought my family in from their motel, and we're sitting in our my bedroom playing Monopoly, and I heard this noise sounding like dripping water. And I look into the living room, and there it was, man. It's just a stream of water coming through my living room. It's weird. I was outside an hour before, no rain, nothing. But the surge had came in, and it actually hit so hard that it came through my door, which is about two feet up because I was on a little slant. I go outside, I look at it, and there's about two to three feet of water just roaring, man. I mean, there's upside-down yeah. boats. There's docks flying through my front yard. And I'm like, shit, I know what I need to do. Not save my family. I just got brand new furniture. So I was like, I need to put this shit up. And I went to go put it up. Selfish John Marone, right? And I finally get everybody upstairs. And we sat there, man. And, and, and this is really the, the big aha is it started rising rung by rung. The water started getting higher. And then dump, dump, dump. The tree was about to come through the roof. And the water's rising. And I looked back behind me. And I said a word that I've never said in, like, the vocabulary I said it in. And I'm like, what kind of fucking impact have I made? I was like, oh, what, what, did, what did I just say? Because I was always very income-driven, right? I always thought the more money solved all my problems. Sure. And when I said that, I'm like, okay, if I get out of this, I promise I will make an impact and I will put a footprint into this world and change the Marone legacy. And so I get, we get down, we get rescued by this jet ski. Then this jet ski got us to this front loader. Crazy story. It's much longer than you guys need to hear. Yeah. And then finally, I think that's it. But really the aha came afterwards. I'm sitting in a shelter, guys. This is huge. So I'm sitting in a shelter. I had the fear of death. I had jail. I had a couple overdoses that I could have, should have had, right? All these things that should have changed my life. But the biggest thing is as I'm sitting in the shelter, I said, I wrote this contract to myself, but I don't know what to do. That was it, man. Like when I realized I didn't know what I didn't know, it allowed me the biggest opportunity to grow. And because of that moment of, of saying, I don't know what I don't know, I then went ahead and started digesting the content of the greatest minds and the greatest humans in the world and investigating what they're doing day in and day out to be fulfilled, happy, successful. And I went ahead and implemented that into my life. And now I teach it to others. That's awesome, man. Oh, very, very, very cool story. I, uh, I have a, a similar Sandy uh, story. When I first got into real estate, so I sell real estate, and when I first got into real estate, the very first home that I ever sold it was week one. I thought I was the fucking man. And the house was going to close on a Monday, and it was in Portly Beach, two blocks from the ocean, and I had already spent 98% of my commission check uh, that Friday. And so... Uh, that weekend, needless to say, was Hurricane Sandy, and my first sale and commission got wa washed away with that. So I feel your pain, brother, but I'm happy that you were able to turn that into a positive. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and you know, it's funny how we spent your commission before it even came. Lesson Maybe. learned for anybody that's out there that hasn't made a commission yet and spending money like they made it, quit yep. that shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. Take a note on that. Exactly. Yeah. And listen, and you know what, and that reminds, and that reminds me of something because one thing that I truly believe is that you can't educate or teach anybody if you haven't gone through it. And the fact that you've gone through that stuff, that's deep, man. What, what did you pull away when you were in jail? You know, what, what did you pull out of that? I know you said you didn't change right away, but being in there, what was the thought process and what, what was something that you did take away from that experience? Yeah. So the thought process, it's funny. They say, you know, looking back, you connect the dots. They called me the psychiatrist in jail. And I didn't realize or remember that until about four years ago when I had this conversation with this lady. And I'm like, holy shit, like you can connect the dots for real. I just ignored the science because of my foggy circumstances. Sure. Uh, so what I took away from that was that like I don't care how tough I think I am. 
there is no place for me in here. Like, I do not belong here. Right. And I don't think any person that is a good person, like I know I was, just made bad decisions, belongs there. And so the big thing that I took away from it is that when I got out, I realized I will do what I need to do to stay on probation, to, to make sure that I'm, I'm doing what I need to do, not to get kicked off and go back, got put, get put back in. But here's the thing. I got put on house arrest. So I'm in jail. I get put on house arrest. I'm not going to get into the details, but I wasn't allowed to stay at my parents because they didn't have a landline at that time because uh, of their situation. So I had to stay at my then-girlfriend's house. That then-girlfriend then became ex-girlfriend. That then ex-girlfriend put me through some hell over the next few months to push me to the edge because if I broke the barrier of where I was supposed to be, mm. I would have went to jail from, for five to seven. Right. So right. the big thing was in that moment was probably not in jail, but the house arrest of it was like, I need to, to, to get a little bit more control over my life and not have somebody else like what's going on now control mine. Um, and in order to do so, I got to control my mind um, and I got to control my habits. I'm a big believer that people say you can't predict the future. Well, I think that our habits create our future. Absolutely. So if I'm a fly on your wall and I'm looking at your habits, I could not predict your future, but I can give you a pretty damn good idea of what it's going to look like. I mean, um, so I decided I needed to change some habits so I never end up in that situation again where I'm not in control of my future. For sure. That's actually, we, uh, we talk about quotes a lot on here, and that's my, my go-to, my favorite quote of all time is, uh, once you realize that your day becomes your life, everything changes. Yes. I right. love that, man. That's, that's it. That's it's that fire about, quote. It, that's it. That's it. That's that fire quote. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super curious um, because, they, you know, I'm sure there's a plethora of, of coaches out there, right, and, and people that do kind of what you do. And so can you just tell us a little bit about what you feel you bring to the table that is unique other than your experiences? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I agree with you, man. Like there is – there are. It, the, the, the coaching space is very, very heavy, man. There's a lot of traffic in it. And to be absolutely transparent, there's a lot of bullshit coaches out there. There's a lot of coaches that maybe haven't been through it or there's a lot of coaches that just don't have the tools. And these people have to realize that like, these people are coming to them suicidal thoughts, right, with, with huge, huge issues mentally, physically, barriers that have happened way, way long ago that they need their coach to really help them with. So there is a lot of coaches out there that are not qualified to truly help somebody long term. Right. Give them a few tips here and there. So that that's one thing you got to make sure that that the coach that you're working with has the tools. Um, and one thing that's different about me is we work on all six equities. I don't necessarily believe in a balanced life. I believe in an integrated life. So we're made up of our health. We're made up of our business, our finances. We're made up of our relationships, our personal slash leisure, and our spirituality. That is us as a human. Right, so that's us as a human. And so when you're trying to go ahead and have this life of fulfillment and design the life you always wanted to live, you need to understand what those six things are. Then most importantly, you need to understand what success looks like in those things and then look into the past and see what is going to stop you, what thought, what limited belief from having that success. So what I do is I work on all six equities and we start inside out. So people are like, man, I want you to coach me on how to build my business. Great. We got to start on the inside. No, no, I just want you to help me with my business. I could do that, but it starts within. Like the biggest battle you're ever going to endure is the one from who you are today and who you're going to become. That's the right. biggest battle, not your business. And your business can never outgrow your healing. And so I work inside out. So if your business can't outgrow your healing, you need to start within. 
Um, and, and the big thing is, man, I tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. So if they're not in for a coach that is going to call them on their shit um, right. and truly push their limits because they they have limits that they put on themselves, if, if they're not okay with a coach doing that, then I'm not the right fit. So, um, so but, like, give me like a real life example because I know so so I run a team right, and I have some agents underneath me, and I've had different people on my team in the past, and and I feel that you know trying to motivate someone, and, and I I am in the same exact philosophy of of you right like if you want to take your business to the last level it's not that simple you have to start within like you said and so um it's kind of like you know people talk about someone that wants to get on a diet like you don't go from eating wendy's and mcdonald's every day to six clean meals and being arnold schwarzenegger right it's a it's baby step so give us a real life example that someone comes to you they have never done anything their their life's in the complete wrong direction you want to put them in the right track what's step one so step one is always the foundation, which is finding their why. So the only reason why people make decisions, sales guys and girls listen to this, and anybody trying to help somebody, is pain or pleasure. That's the only reason why people make decisions. Right. And a real pain or pleasure is in their way. And now get this, man. Your first why is always a lie. It's always surface. Oh, I want to get better for my kids. That's super surface. Why do we say that? Because we don't want to hurt when we don't do it for the kids. So we need to get three levels deep. So I say your why should make you cry. The first foundation is always, man, let's figure out your why. Because I'm going to ask you to do things that you're not used to doing. I'm also going to ask you to do things that get you uncomfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. But if you don't have a strong enough why, you're not going to make the right decisions. And life is nothing but the sum of the decisions we make. And I always say, oh, how do you make better decisions? You just ask better questions. And so there's so many examples. I mean, one of the first people I ever coached, I coached my first five people for free, guys. The reason why is because you I want to learn my You got it. Yeah. I wanted to put processes into helping others, not just myself. And from that, you know, five turned into 10 that were paying and so on and so forth. Sure. So the first people actually that I coached was one of my biggest, um, I would say, like things I had to deal with, which was suicide. So she had suicidal thoughts. And I've never dealt with suicidal thoughts. Like I've had thoughts where like I'd be better off like not here type of stuff, but not like I'm going to you know, actually kill myself. So this was serious. So the first thing I did, I educated myself. Like I, I realized I, this is like the best case scenario for me because I need to really, this is, this is a hard case scenario I need to really get into. And so the first thing we found out is, is where did that come from? Like where's the root of it? Um, and also what, what's your why and what triggers it? And so what we found out were the triggers and what the initial trigger was. An initial trigger, was, it's funny, was a famous person who had all this stuff, took his life, and she saw that and said, I have like nothing what he has. Why do I deserve to live? And then so we kind of figured out that was the beginning trigger. What else triggers it to go ahead and cause anxiety uh, and depression? And then what's that why to go ahead and push through those tough days? Awesome. Love it. Who, who's your – so for the people out there that are listening in, right, I think – the one thing that people need to realize, I don't care if you're a business owner, and listen, the, the, the population listening to this is mainly entrepreneurs. So, but, the, but like, what are, like, I truly feel that so many people don't work on mastering themselves and understanding who they are, and then they hit a roadblock or they hit a barrier eventually, and it could even be when you're successful. Like me, like me myself, like when I was younger, again, I started my business very young. I, I actually started this business when I met you. Um, I've been awesome. doing it for this long. It's, for, it's been like a decade now. 
And so I've been grinding for quite some time and I hit a barrier where like I never ever thought I'd be successful because I was in school, you know, and all, you know, uh, the remedial classes at Brick Memorial. And so, you know, I'm not going anywhere fast in life because I'm not getting a college degree. But then you hit these barriers of success in life. And I've never really, you know, in the past mastered John. And so I got, you know, once I hit my first financial, you know, goal that I wanted to hit, like it was, it was exciting. And then, you know, the next one, it wasn't as exciting. And the next one, it wasn't as exciting. And so what, what, what type of advice would you give to people about like mastering themselves, you know, before they, they, they endure on any journey that they're going to go after, whether it's starting a business, whether it's, you know, getting fitter, whether it's trying to help people in a nonprofit, like where, where do the, what is, where does their mind need to be prepped first? Yeah, and, and first thing, since everybody is really listening, is, is an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur is probably the best self-discovery process there is. It's the best self-discovery process there is. So, so they're in for a ride, so you've got to fall in love with the process. Everybody listening, you need to fall in love with the process, right? You're going to need to do the shit you don't want to do when you know you need to do it. <laughs> going, back, going back to the mastering yourself, it's simple, man. The most important four hours of our day are the two when we wake up and two before we go to sleep. Ooh, ooh, oh, damn, let's go, oh, shit. So true. So, so we talk about habits, right? Show me your rituals and I'll show you your future. Like, are you waking up on a yes between 4 and 5.30? Are you putting 45 minutes to personal development in every single day? Another big one, are you walking in gratitude? I'm not saying I'm grateful for my wife. When I say my gratitude every morning, I'm literally closing my eyes and I'm visualizing it. So the, the feeling of fulfillment fills my body with energy and I do it every single morning. When I talk about my incantations, I say I am and whatever it is, I see it, I feel it. So the advice to them is get such a, a strong morning routine and become so committed to your commitments that nobody, nothing can take you off your game but to understand that you will get knocked around, understand that the process is not beautiful all the time. Also understand that you need to enjoy this journey, right? It, it, they always say it, it's not the destination, it's the journey, but it's also the people you meet along the way, and it's the fucking person you become along the way. Right. Because every obstacle you have, it just reveals a new version of you. Another obstacle, a new version of you, a stronger, more powerful version of you, a version of you that could give to somebody else and give that message to somebody else. So you're doing it for a higher purpose. It's bigger than you. And if you're doing it only for you, you will not make it. If this is only for you, you will not Make it. I'm not telling you don't get the boats in the cars. Shit, I love that stuff. The boats. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you got to realize that you own materialistic things. Materialistic things don't own you. So don't judge your happiness, your success off of somebody else, whatever they're doing in your industry. So it all goes back to John is, is to master yourself. It's what you do in your first two hours and your last two hours. I don't touch my phone the first two hours in the morning. I have, my routine is so on point, and I take massive, aggressive, empowering action every day. And there's nobody, nobody's going to beat me because I run laps around who I was yesterday. Right. And the biggest thing, what do you think is the importance? Because everyone talks about it, but um, the importance of waking up that early. Yeah. It, it, the, the big thing is getting ahead. Right? You, you can't win a day if you can't win a morning, they say. Right. So when you wake up on the yes, first off, successful people leave clues. We all agree? Yeah. We all agree. So 96% of successful people, the one percenters, are waking up between 4 and 5.30. Why in the world would I ignore that? John, if I asked you, and Sal, if I asked you, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars if you take this basketball and you shoot half court and you make it in. You're going to take the shot, right? 
Absolutely. Sure. Now, 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 if I told you, hey, look, if you go ahead and you shift your hand just two inches to the right, you increase your chance of making the shot by 5%. Are you going to say, nah, man, I've been shooting this way all my life. Or are you going to say, <laughs> increase my chances, so let me move it. What are you going to do? You're absolutely right. Yeah. I move so, my hand, John. I move my hand. It's the small hinges that swing open big doors, guys. The small uh-huh. hinges swing open big doors. That waking up at 5, you're going to get more done between 5 and 9 than you will from 9 to 5. There's no distractions. Right. You're more creative in the morning. How important do you think health, health and fitness is to, to your uh, a proper mindset and everything? Huge. Huge. I'm not telling you to have a six-pack. I'm not telling you to have 22-inch biceps. I'm telling you to be active. I'm telling yeah. you at least five days a week, 30 minutes of activity. And whether it's jumping jacks, push-ups, whatever it is, um, you know, your mental health becomes your financial wealth. Because when you are actually working out and you're doing the exercises and you're challenging yourself, it actually helps you challenge yourself and you're thinking in other ways. And I tell everybody, do legs on Monday. Like, why? If you can get up and do legs on Monday and do them in the morning, the rest of your week's going to be easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, the rest of the shit is easy, but I think it plays a big role. That goes back to Sal, though, the six equities of life. One is health. Absolutely. And you know what? Listen, one thing that I love, too, and you and I, John, it's funny. I think it's the water and brick. Um, <laughs> we got pretty crazy energy. It's pretty similar. And one thing that people always ask me is like, you know, where does all this energy come from? Like, why are you so high energy? So I want to ask you that question because looking at your Instagram or looking at your YouTube videos, you come out like a cracked out version of Tony Robbins, right? And so that's like, that's like what I can say about myself, right? Like anytime I do an event, I come crack the fuck out, like just screaming, high energy, insane. And people always yeah. ask me that question, so I'm just curious, what's your answer to your to your energy? And, and has your energy always been this way? Yo, I love both those questions, and I promise you, um, it's always been this way. The problem is I directed my energy to the wrong things. Mm. Got it. So I would take my energy, and I would do whatever it takes to get high, and whatever it takes to buy a pack of cigarettes, even though I'm living in my car, right? And I just took all my energy into doing negative things, therefore it drained me much quicker. Now, we're all made up of a certain amount of energy throughout the day. So I actually, I do things strategically to build my energy. Right. So the first thing, I do, first thing I do when I wake up is I put my feet on the ground. I'm all about triggers. The triggers that hurt me and triggers that help me. So my feet touch the ground, it's water I pound. So it's right away, first thing in the morning, I drink a bottle of water. And then I grab my heart, 60 seconds of gratitude. Why do I do that? Because I get to choose my thought patterns and I want to grab momentum of positivity throughout the day, which will help my energy. Right. Then, I, then when I go in the shower, told you before, gratitude and affirmations. Talked about Ray Lewis. When I, say my, when I say my affirmations in the morning, I literally come out of the shower like I'm Ray Lewis coming out of the tunnel. That's how excited I, I am. I love it. Like if there was like smoke and like fireworks and millions of people watching me, like it would basically be the same exact thing. And then so from there, I also take some time to myself. So in the morning when I don't touch the phone, it doesn't drain me. Right? As I'm draining my battery on my phone, searching it, I'm also draining my battery internally. And I want to disconnect from that so I can reconnect with my inner self and bring my energy up. I drink a shit ton of water all day. I work out, which gives me energy. And I take clarity breaks. I think that's the big one. I take clarity breaks. And what I mean by that is I schedule at least three to four times a day where I take 15 minutes and I disconnect from the world. I go see my daughter. I go take a walk. I just stand up in my office and just chill because I need that reboot. 
So has it always been this way? Yes, but it's directed towards the wrong thing. And I do think strategically to keep this energy. Plus, like, people are like, man, how do you stay motivated? How do you, like, have so much energy? When I'm on something like this or I'm on stage, like, there are people listening. If I could reach one person and that person could take one, one nugget that I give them and change the trajectory of their future and their life, like, fuck, why am I not energized? I have an opportunity and an obligation to give you my all every single time. Right. Like, we have one life and I got one opportunity. Somebody may listen to this and say this, I need to listen to this guy all the time. Someone may listen to it and say, this guy, he's too much for me, but I can't be everything to everybody. I just got to be everything to myself and those people who love me and like me will follow me. And my ass is high energy all the time. <laughs> now, the, time the family, I keep it down because my wife thinks I'm super annoying sometimes. Yeah, yeah, my wife, my wife too, dude. It's the same thing. <laughs> She's like, you are fucking extra. Like, What? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> does your wife, does your wife also wake up early with you and do that stuff, or just you? No, just me, just me. And it's funny you ask that because this morning I actually had a weird epiphany. So our daughter sleeps on our bed with us. She's just two years old. Whatever, give me shit, everybody. I get it. I don't care what you think. Yeah. So she sleeps in bed with us. So I don't necessarily get the best sleep because I do get kicked in the face about seventeen times throughout the night. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, my wife's still sleeping and my baby's still sleeping. And I allow that because I like for her to wake up with her. Then she texts me and I go lay down or sit down with them for a minute. Uh, but I woke up this morning and it was like about 5.15. It was like 5.45. I got out of the shower and I said, I'm proud of myself. Like I said for the first time in a while, I'm proud of myself. And the reason why I said that is because I don't have anybody telling me to wake up at a certain time. Right? Like there is nobody like you got to get to work at 7 o'clock. You got to get to work at 8 o'clock. It's what you do in the dark is when you shine the brightest. Right? Exactly. So, it, 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 you know, she, she stays in bed, but she deals with a child that runs around all day long that has more energy than I do. So she needs to sleep. That's awesome. And so That's what, awesome. what average time do you wake up? Are you, you, you normally up at five or four? Uh, probably between five and five thirty every day, except one day a week I sleep in. John, I got, a, I got a, uh, an off-topic question for you yeah. um, because we're geared towards entrepreneurs, right? So all, everything that you're saying is is amazing, and, and I agree with everything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk uh, a little bit about John's expertise and just for entrepreneurs in general. I mentioned earlier um, how, you know, what differentiates you from other um, coaches and, and things that – and people that are in your industry. From a marketing standpoint, what have you done marketing-wise, solely marketing, to make yourself stand out from everybody else? I built Evangelist. It's that simple. I built Evangelist. People want to spend all this money on marketing, which you need to do. But I, I had a conversation with Tom Bilyeu. You guys know who Tom Bilyeu is? Impact yeah. Theory. Yeah. Nutrition. And I went up to Tom. I said, Tom, I want to be the best coach and the best speaker in the world. How do I do it? He changed my, my life with these, these two little phrases. He said, John, you can do it. I said, how? He goes, be so damn good that the world can't ignore you. And I said, I love that. How do I do that? He said, one person at a time. Mm. One person at a time. And that's what I did. So I built this, this tribe, right? I built this movement. I built this movement of people that say there's no excuses, just results. I built this movement of this culture, right? I built this movement of people that say I'm going to live the highest standard possible to achieve the highest results. I'm creating the ultimate version of me. I built this movement of people that want that in their life. And because of that, marketing dollars don't need to be spent as much as normal because I have people saying, 
go follow John Marone. Go hire John Marone to speak. Go get John Marone's coaching. So to be real with you, you there's not much I did. What's that? I said, you're just so damn good, it's organic. That's, and that's how I built the business. Now, I, I, am here, I am here to tell you that, yeah, like ads are going to be played in effect here in a very short sure, amount of time. Sure. Because at the end of the day, it's a big accountability. Um, but the biggest thing is Trent Shelton and I had a conversation. You guys know Trent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude's got like every video he posts, I don't know, like 10, 15 million views. So he said, John, everybody's trying to break the algorithm. Like everybody's trying to break this algorithm to go ahead and get traffic to their site or to their social media. He goes, the best way to break their algorithm is to touch their heart. Right. So that's what I do. So if you're placing ads or anything, you need to figure out what your niche is and understand their frustrations, understand where their pain is, right? What their obstacle is and that you have a solution for it. And you need to draw that out in a quick ad. Usually video is the best. Oh yeah, video is key. Yeah, all day. Absolutely. And where so so where where do you see John Marone, ultimate the ultimate coach? Where do you see your brand in the next five years? So I changed my name from the Ultimate One on One Coach about eight months ago. The sign behind me is old. I'm getting a new one. It's actually coming with my new studio and uh, furniture. Right. The reason why I did that is because I boxed myself in, guys. I boxed myself into. They thought I was just a one on one coach. They didn't understand I had courses out there. They didn't understand I did group coaching. They didn't understand I was a public speaker. I had a podcast. So now I'm just a growth expert. And what that means, I help you create the ultimate version of you in all six equities, um, design the life you've always wanted to live. So where do I see myself in five years? I don't know, man. Like, it's so funny you ask because this morning, here's my book. I'm reading um, Expert Secrets by uh, Russell, right? And yep. just going through some stuff and, 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 and playing in my head. I'm seeing a lot of coaches out there are building these academies yeah. to train other coaches. I got a little problem with that because I've met a bunch of these coaches that got trained by some good coaches and it's just really bad quality of people. So I'm thinking about maybe doing that, but in the end, this is what I want guys. I want when you come up and not in five years, but in, in the end, when I'm passed away, I want to be a life changing motherfucker. I want people to come to my grave when they see that dash they see that dash know that it stood for something and I changed the world with the time I had here so five years from now man it may change my, my vision is to make the most amount of money to create the biggest impact I'm all about impact first income second but I need income in order to create the biggest impact um, but yeah so so I think it comes down to take enough action fail enough and you'll find what you need to do and where you need to, to obviously pivot right how important do you think having specific goals are? I think they're huge. I think they're huge. And I think they're huge. I'm surprised because I thought you'd say they're huge. But coming from a goal guy, I thought that you'd spit out your five-year plan like immediately. So, and, and, and maybe if you caught me a year ago, I'd spit out my five-year plan. But as things happen in your life, circumstances happen. And, and one recently did not too long ago. You take a look at life and say, am I thinking too small? Right. right. It is, is X millions of dollars and X business model too small. And I had that revelation. I went to a conference here uh, probably about six weeks ago and I had that. So I'm not going to bullshit you, tell you my, you know, what six weeks ago was. This is how I feel today in this moment. Right. But I think they're, I'm all about goals. I'm all about daily goals, weekly goals, six week goals. Uh, I got a 10 year. I got what I want my dash to look like. Sure. And I think they're super important because I also think you manifest them. I'm a big believer, guys, in a law of attraction. 
Look, I was told I couldn't have kids for nine years. Told they couldn't have kids. Many doctors said I couldn't have kids. So I was told, go ahead and have this surgery. And if you have the surgery, there's a 30% chance you could have kids. So I had the surgery. In month one, nothing. Two, nothing. Three, nothing. Month eight, nothing. And I didn't know what to do in that moment because how am I going to sit here and provide my wife, the girl who basically took me from shit and brought me up into a better person, what she wants? I can't give that to her. What am I here for, right? How can I re... I told you I want to change the legacy of my last name. How can I do that without a child? Right? Right. So I had all these thoughts going through my mind, and I'm all about vision boards. And I realized I made a vision board, but I stopped looking at it. I just checked the box off. So for 30 days, I stared at the vision board. And on the vision board, I had pregnant ladies. I had babies. And I stared at it. And I stared at it. And I stared at it. Three weeks later, driving in my office, we see a shooting star. Three hours after that, we find out we're pregnant with our daughter. That's all. So why is that so important? Because it started with a goal. Then I started to find a way to manifest it into the universe. And then I took action to go ahead and make the manifestation. And then the goals all combine into one. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge, huge goal guy. Like I have a vision board up here, uh, but my five year just tweaked. So you keep mentioning vision board and it's actually something that I recently want to implement with myself and my team. And, and I hear Mick things like, ah, you know, it's, it's gimmicky. It's, you know, but I would talk to me like very briefly on, on your thoughts. Well, actually on one thing that I want to say to that point. So I'm a massive fucking fan and anybody who does not know who this gentleman is, I suggest you look him up. His name is Bob Proctor. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of him, but I love Tony, but I love Bob Proctor. And the one thing that he always says about vision and like that type of stuff is that going back to the book Think and Grow Rich, which created people like fucking, you know, uh, like Bob Proctor, like Tony Robbins and these other people, it's like putting the pictures of what you want in your mind so that you can see it here and make it happen in reality. Because at the end of the day, we all have fantasies. And, you know, Edison at one point had a fantasy of, you know, a light bulb. And how did he make it happen? He visioned it and he pictured it. And so, you know, from what this guy Bob Proctor is always saying, because I'm a big fan of fucking Bob, he's always talking about how the more you see these pictures and you paint these pictures in your head and you see them in your head and, you know, and you keep seeing them and you keep seeing them, you keep seeing them, then you're going to make it a reality. And I think that you're not only now putting it in your head, but now it's also in plain sight. So a vision board is also taking this shit out of your head and seeing it on fucking paper or seeing it on this board and projecting it and now saying, okay, there it is too. It's not just in here. Now it's in front of me as well. But I'm curious to see what your take is on that because that's what my take was of it. Huge, huge. So what we focus on expands. If you guys have been writing stuff down, listeners, you need, when you listen to his show, when you listen to their show, you better be bringing a pen and paper because I've listened to it before. And like you said, there's bombs being dropped all over the place, right? Bombs. Dude, this is, this is a lethal weapon. This is a lethal Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what you focus on expands. What you focus on expands. And when I do my affirmations in the morning, that's me manifesting. I'm talking about things I do not have yet. Right. Right? But then they come true. Look, I stood on stage with Tony Robbins. I manifested that shit. I had a baby. I brought a person into this world. I manifested it. And I think that, that goals are important and, and you know, visualizing is important, but there's also action. But yeah, so focusing on what you want, but you don't currently have is huge. And I never, never want the first time to be the first time. Right. What I mean by that is when I go on stage, I was on that stage a hundred times already. When I had my daughter, I had my daughter for years. Okay. When I hit that goal, that financial goal, I already hit it a hundred, 200 times. Because <laughs> the cool thing is, 
is that your mind doesn't know the difference between false and reality. It doesn't know between the fake real, the world and then the real world. It doesn't know the difference. So if your mind doesn't know a difference between fake and real, why would we not use that to our advantage and empower us to create this own life, this, 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 this world that we want and live in it daily mentally to then attract it from the universe? Those of you guys who are not sure about manifesting and vision boards, go read The Secret. It changed my life. I love that. I love that. Your mind doesn't know what's real, right? It, it knows what you tell it. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's crazy because – you know, we have these limited beliefs and we guys, we follow through with who we believe we are most. Right. Right. Like if, if you say, bro, I'm, a, I'm not a morning person, you will do everything in your power to prove to me you're not a morning person. You're so right. right. I, you're 100 percent right. I love that. And, and so if we follow through with who we are most, who do you really want to be? Who do you really want to be? If you find out who you really want to be and who you're trying to become, you could then go ahead and start acting that way. You could then go ahead and start speaking in those terms. Like there's words I don't say in my life, right? There's certain – because I think that words create thoughts and thoughts create actions. And words are powerful, right? Change your words and it will change your world. Amen, dude. So I, I've changed words in my life and, I, and what was once acceptable is no longer acceptable. Can't. Not around me anymore. I stopped shitting all over myself. Yep. No more should. It's only must. Right? There's, there's no, no try. More, no uh, try. Yeah, there, there, there's no more I have to. I get to. And a big one is there's no more it is what it is. It is what it is. I used to say all the time. And that's accepting failure with no plan to solve it or to create a different outcome. So I say it is what I make it. And John, what the hell do you make of it? And what I make of it is boom, 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 whatever it is for that situation. Um, so, you, you know, all in all, man, I, I, I think that the, the, the big thing that people need to take away from this, this podcast in general is that visualization, all that stuff is good. Habits are good. But like, as we said in the beginning, it starts inside. It starts with you. And that foundation of understanding your why is a big piece of what is going to push you past those bad days and doing shit you don't want to do when you know you need to do it. And then the big thing, your quality of life. Because let me ask you, is there a lot of sales guys listening? Oh, yeah. And girls? Okay. I'm going to give this two ways. Your quality for salespeople, your quality of income is proportionate to the quality of questions you ask your clients. Okay? That's number one for your, your salespeople out there. Number two is your quality of life is proportionate to the quality of questions you ask yourself. And I've asked myself this one question for the past three to five years now. And I ask it about ten times a day. And it's simple. When I need to make a decision, I say, does this get me closer to my goals or further away? Right. And if it said, it gets me closer, I then followed up with a big question. And why the hell is that so important to you? Right. And I answer it. Going for the donut. Does that get me closer or further away? It gets me further away. And why is it important to you to get to this goal in your health? Well, because I'm going to be able to run around with my daughter. When I feel good, I act good. I make more money. I'm more confident. And I just play this through my head all day, every day. And guess what? I make a lot better decisions. Therefore, I have a a lot better outcomes than I used to have. Love it. Dude, and, and another thing though too, so, you know, the one on this whole theme, and listen, we all, it's so funny you mentioned that, John, about writing this shit down because one thing we always say on this podcast is, guys, norm, normally people are listening into the gym or in the train or a bus, in the car, you know, or at work, but seriously, there are some, there are some Hiroshima's being dropped here today. Make sure you are seriously writing this stuff down. Um, but 
I think a big thing is understanding one thing. So like if I could go back and I could ask myself or if I could realize, you know, or give myself some, some piece of advice that would help me. And I'm going to ask you this after and same thing with you, Sal. But it would be this one thing that I heard Bob Proctor say. And he said, there is nothing on planet Earth can, that can be created nor destroyed. Everything is already here. So everything that you need, the ideas, the thoughts, the computers, this, everything on planet Earth is already here that you need to achieve your goals. And so a lot of people make the excuses of, I don't have enough money. I don't have this. I don't have that. And it's a fucking lie. It's the story that you're telling yourself. Because when I grew up, and, I, and not too long ago, John, actually two weeks ago, I went back to Brooke Moore and I was speaking there. Um, and it was crazy because, again, I didn't graduate college. You know, I was a shitty student in Brick Memorial, and I, just, I made a lot of good connections, obviously, and I'm still friends with the teachers. And when I went back, and I was looking at the kids in those, in those seats, and I remembered my thought process of, again, I, I, I used to have really bad anxiety disorder. You know, I used to go through all, a lot of shit, and that's why, speaking of having the, uh, your mind not believing, you know, or your mind being false, you know, we uh, represented on certain things, like, your mind, like, nobody knows that better than people with anxiety. If you have anxiety, you believe false yeah. reality all the fucking time. And so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like being back in school and seeing those things. It's like in those moments, I couldn't, I could never go get the girl because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't man enough or I wasn't jacked enough. And, you know, and then when I was getting older, I couldn't get this car because I couldn't afford it. Or, you know, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. But everything that I have right now, I've always had. The only difference is, is that my mindset is what I didn't have. And that changed my entire fucking life. And I think that's what changed you significantly. Because I remember meeting you, um, and, I, and, I don't, and I don't remember you having this insane aura of positive energy when I met you um, for that brief fucking like 10-minute you know, encounter. And it's, it's crazy because I think that you know, that's the same thing with you, somebody who was living in their car. Like what could pull you out of that besides having the right mindset? And now you being supercharged and fucking like you look clear as day, bro. You look like fucking Charlie's Angels over there, ready to go. Let's go. Let's sign a deal, baby. Let's sign a deal. <laughs> I love that, though. And like you said, man, Bob Proctor, for those of you listening, go check him out. He's, he's a phenomenal leader. Um, he's, you know, he's up there with the Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar. Yeah. I, I, I truly, truly believe that. And, and he talked about, you know, everything is here. So your success doesn't depend on your resources. It depends on how resourceful you are. Right. And... Being resourceful then will create resources that then get you to success. And, and I think people just need to understand that that limited belief, even you had them, John. Like these are limited beliefs that are real. And, and I want to give everybody, if you guys don't mind, give everybody a tip on how to overcome them because we all have self-doubt. I'm like, well, how do I overcome them? Well, there's some deep work we could be doing. But if I can give you guys one quick tip on how to overcome limited beliefs in that instant, this is what I would do. And this is what works for me and a lot of my clients. So let's just say you want to go ahead and you want to – start this business or you want to get that big client, whatever it might be. And a limited belief comes in your mind of you're not good enough. You never went to college. You're too old. You're too young. You're too fat. Whatever that limited belief is that pops in your mind when you want to go ahead and let that beast out. I want you to go ahead and physically, I want you to see it. Like put a face to it. And you put a face to it. I want you to then grab it. Like I know it sounds crazy, guys, but I want you to grab it and say whatever you want to say. You can say curse words. If you don't say curse words, whatever you want, just say, I am in control and throw it on the ground. 
and then you step over it with one foot, and then the other foot this is the most important part. You step into action, into something that's going to get you closer to that girl, closer to that business, whatever it might be. Don't sit there. You got to move. You got to move. You got to move. Otherwise, when you sit there, you become stale, and that limited belief just creeps its way right back in. The difference between real successful people and unsuccessful people, and success is a term that's overused, uh, I would say fulfilled and unfulfilled is that limited beliefs, we all deal with them, but we eliminate them the quickest. Um, and, and, and that's huge. And, and I also say that the number one habit. So I ask this question, I would say almost every time I speak. So over tens of thousands of people, I ask this question. No one's ever gotten this, guys. I'm going to see if you guys can get it. You guys up for, for a test? Yeah, yeah. Sal's got the answer. Sure? I'll just be listening. <laughs> Nobody's ever gotten it. What do you think, after me interviewing all these people, uh, me having belly-to-belly interaction and, and you know, truly living a different life than, than I used to live, what do you think the number one habit is for success or fulfillment? What do you think the number one habit is? I didn't mean to put you on the spot, guys. To, to me, to me I, I, positivity. Okay, positivity. Uh, yeah. John? Progression. Progression. So those are both needed, but the number one thing is self-awareness with vulnerability. Mm. That's the number one thing. Because positivity, the thing is, is we're positive, and then we get in a shit mood, and it's two, three, four, five, six days. Well, if I had self-awareness at the end of each and every single day with a trigger that popped up my calendar and says, hey, were you self-aware today? Hey, did you complete your three habits that you said you're going to complete? That pops up in my calendar. I get to be self-aware immediately. Right? And progression, the same thing. If I'm not self-aware every single day, I'm not going to be able to progress. So I get this all the time. And the reason why I ask you guys is because it doesn't matter if, if you're making millions of dollars. It doesn't matter if you're making thousands of dollars. Once you implement the strategy of being self-aware of vulnerability daily, everything else, discipline, positivity, gratitude, all that stuff underneath it will then start to level up and level up and level up. And that progression will just be huge compared to getting into some, you know, two bad weeks, one bad week. I want you to every day find out how can I be more self-aware in the moment and not let one day of bad turn into two days of bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude, it makes, it makes total sense. And, and you know what? It reminds me, um, you know, Earl, Earl Nightingale had a really good quote and it said, the definition of success is knowing exactly who you are, exactly where you want to go and progressively moving in that direction. And I think that that, you know, that's big. And that, again, that takes self-awareness. It takes all the things you're talking about, um, progression, all that great stuff. And I think that people just need to, you know, this, this podcast is locked and loaded with so much great content. Like, it's hard to pin down even the fucking title of this thing. I don't even know what I'm going to title this damn thing. But <laughs> Just but, three dudes. Just <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Um, at, this point, at this point in the podcast, John, what we do is, you know, we like to put our guests on the spot. Uh, oh, now so my I'm, turn. I'm going to turn the spotlight on you now. <laughs> so, uh, and this is Sal's favorite part, man. I mean, he lives for a few it. things in life, and this is one of them, right? But, <laughs> but we, started, we started this because of John's favorite quote, live, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see it behind you, too. I see it behind you. <laughs> Damn, he got me with it. So, is that um, your tattoo on your wrist? Yeah. <laughs> but... So when I, when, I started, when I started my business, when I was 17 in my parents' basement, you know, again, for me, I was facing adversity as well. My family had a lot of financial struggles. It was never good like that. 
Um, so again, starting this thing was to help my family. And so being young and this, you know, this kid that wanted to figure out how I can get there, I wanted to find a quote that I could put on my bedroom wall and in my little basement back office of my parents' house. And so I print, I found a quote, I printed it out, I put it there, and I read it to this day. It's still in my closet in every house I've ever been in, and I still have it everywhere I go. Um, and it's in my office now in my HQ in Asbury Park, New York, uh, and everywhere that we are. And it reads, live a few years of your life like most people won't, so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. Um, and that, I apply that to everything, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's growing a business. I know I have to go through dirt before I get up there. You know, whether it's I'm trying to get back in the gym and get, you know, get swole again, you know, hitting that AC, Sal, and, you know, all these different things. So it's like I apply the, the having to eat shit for a while before you're going to, you know, make real moves. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, we like to ask, we like to put our guests in the spot and just be like, what is your, you know, what's your life quote? Who, as you guys know, I'm like a walking quote, so it's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said it to me one day, and they're like, dude, like, do you, do you like do you complete sentences or you just like say quotes as you walk by? <laughs> I'm like I don't even know. That's hard, man. That's really hard. And, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three, but I'm gonna narrow down my favorite. Okay, does that work? Yeah. Cool. Number one is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay. Like that one. Number number two is our habits create our future. Mm-hmm. And one that I've always lived with. So I started a personal training company before I started my uh, growth expert company, and I have shirts that say this, and it's simply no excuses, just results. Right. So out of those three, if I were to live by one every single day, I think I got to go back to the OG, and it's no excuses, just results. I really like that one, man. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with it. I'm going to hit you with it. If, everything. if you said, if you said, oh, I love it. Yeah, so if I got the, so I have the one quote, habits create your future on one side, and then the other side says, take massive, aggressive, empowering action. Remember, there's no excuses, just results. I love okay. that, man. Sal, Sal, my man, what you got for us today? I got mine earlier, uh, like I said, you know, once you realize your day becomes your life, uh, everything changes. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, it's funny because... Uh, our talk today, and it's something I've been thinking about recently. And this is this is not such a serious uh, quote, but I think it, I think it hits home because you know I, I struggle a lot of times when I hear people like to me the biggest tell that someone isn't going to be successful is when they blame other people's success on luck, right? Or like, oh that person got lucky, or uh, like they were born in this, right? And so um, that drives me nuts, you know. And so I saw a quote recently that was made to be semi-funny, but I, I think it's super, super true. And it was, um, you know, success is like, is like being pregnant. Everybody congratulates you, but no one knows how many times you were fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Oh, Bro. That is, wow. People don't see it. People don't see the death of that as the title for this. But no, people don't see the decades of struggle and work and shit that you take and failures and everything else, and then you know you, you eventually become successful, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that dude got lucky. That dude got lucky. He's an overnight success or this or that. And it's like, fuck you, man. You have no clue. What, what yep. they, they always look at the glory and not the story. Yep. Yeah. All the, the glory, not the story, man. So true. So, I, that I'll was be fire, honest. Bro. I, used to, I used to say. Like when I was in a shit place, I used to be like, man, it's because their mom has money, their dad has money, yeah, yeah. Right. They're, they're lucky. 
I think that's, that's a mentality, and I used to live that way. You know what mentality that is, bro? This is the mentality that is. But yo, listen, John, we are we are forever grateful, man. We we absolutely fuck with you, man. Anytime you're back in the the Jersey area, man, we gotta get together for sure. We'd love to get together, man. Just kind of take some of your energy. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. I'll I'll be there in September. I got something possibly working while I'm there. So uh, yeah, listen, let us know because we we could definitely collaborate and do something for sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be able to help you guys, add value to you, your sphere, whatever it takes, man. Uh, if anybody listens needs me or you guys need me outside of this podcast, uh, I'm literally just trying to change the world one person at a time. And, and uh, if I could be of any assistance, you know, I'm here. And also, remember, in order to be a giant in our industries, we got to stand on each other's shoulders. Absolutely. So you two are good fucking dudes, and I'm willing to have you guys stand on mine, and I hopefully you're willing to have me stand on yours, and let's go ahead and and take control. That's what it's all about, man. We definitely, like I said, we definitely fuck with you. And, you know, and the way we end off here all the time is, you know, we don't, we don't believe in autopilot. Before you say that, uh, the other John Marone, tell, tell everyone how they can reach you and find you if they want to follow you and, and all that. Hashtag yeah. plug yourself. <laughs> Actually, here's the plug. So everybody make sure if you didn't have pen and papers before, now you got it. Yeah. So it's at real John Marone and Marone is M-A-R-R-O-N-E. That's on all social media. Check me out on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and then go check out my podcast, Power of Progression. I interview p- people like Eric Thomas, Hal Elrod, Lisa Bilyeu, uh, Andy Frisella's wife, Emily Frisella, and there's many, many, many more, plus my own. And if you need me in any capacity outside of just value on those platforms, simply go to johnmarone.com, johnmarone.com, and go ahead and reach out to me. And I personally answer all of my IG messages. So message me on IG if there's anything that you need help with. And let me go ahead and see if I can help you. Awesome. Johnny Babes, we appreciate you, man. And and so back to what I was saying. So we like to thank everybody. And we don't like to live autopilot lives. So most people tell you to have a great day. Have a good life. You know, whatever the case is. And we believe in we are the pilot. So we say create an amazing day. And everybody listening in, you do just that. Create an amazing day for yourselves. John, we appreciate the living fuck out of you. And go follow this man. He is not only just energetic, but he's wise and he's been through it. And I believe in people, like, again, a lot of coaches out there, a lot of people out there. Again, I know, again, I've I've met you in the past. So I know you ain't just bullshitting about stuff. Like, I've met you. So, like, you know, like, I believe there's so many people out there faking, you know, that they're they're a guru or a coach and they're, they're charging people money. They're wasting people's time. So go give this guy a like, give this guy a follow, and uh, and we appreciate you, brother. Yes, thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. Guys, keep creating the ultimate version of you, and keep keep crushing it. Thank you for the platform, and keep doing what you guys are doing. Because you guys are changing the world, and I just want to give you guys the, the utmost round of applause and respect because you guys are doing it the right way. You guys are asking good questions. It's a good, fun vibe on this podcast. Um, so you guys are doing it right, and I appreciate that. I've been interviewed a lot, and this is one of my favorite podcasts because it's just fun, real, no canned questions, and it's just basically shooting the shit to grab and extract knowledge and information for them to implement. So I love it, guys. Thank you. We just appreciate take it. we just take our guests and we we shake them upside down and take the knowledge out of them. You know what I'm saying? Just give me your value. Exactly, exactly. All right, brother. Listen, create an amazing day, everyone. Get back, get your notes on this. And go follow my man, John. Take care.